all right we are live peace family my name is brother ben x and welcome back to the brother ben x podcast today we are live once again with sister ashley uh jones and we're going to be talking about the current job market uh we're going to be talking about uh job research uh strategies and we're going to be talking about diversity and inclusion so if you have any questions about any of those things if you have any questions about any of those topics feel free to comment below um and we'll put the question on the screen so that she can give you the help that you need during this time especially during COVID 19 when so many people are out of jobs and if you don't have those skills of entrepreneurship you are in need of a job so uh, before we get started in some of the questions, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose this field. Sure. Um, so I'm, again, Ashley Jones. I'm the owner and founder of the Recruiting Guru, Inc. Um, my background in the corporate world, I've been in HR and recruiting for about 10 years. Um, and I had a lot of people who would reach out to me from time to time and say, hey, can you look at my resume? Or, hey, I'm not really doing good in my interviews. Can you, like, do a prep with me and see what's not working? Um, and when I think back to when I first got out of college, was looking for my first HR job, like, I didn't have anybody to ask questions to. And when I would reach out to individuals, um, they didn't want to help. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons I feel like is that, of course, we are the minority when it comes to the industry that I'm in. And sometimes you can feel threatened and you don't want to share information. You want people to just kind of crawl up the ladder like you do through blood, sweat, and tears. And I'm just not that person. Um, I believe in educating others and sharing information. That's kind of really what led me into helping other people um, and starting this business. What is something that people should be aware of who have lost their jobs? Like, man, I'm a, I'm a citizen who I was trying to work hard. Um, I was trying to work hard and I lost my job due to COVID-19 and I was doing pretty well with that job. I mean, I got pretty good at that job. I developed my skill with that job. What's something that they should know? What's the strategy that, that they should be looking into when they wasn't doing anything wrong? They was doing all the right things, but due to uh, COVID-19, they just happened to get laid off. Sure. Um, so one of the things I just talked to somebody recently about this, um, Kind of have a, had a debate on this subject about how people you know identify themselves there's nothing to be ashamed of and you know unfortunately i feel like some people are really ashamed like they you know, i can't believe it's me you know i've worked this hard i shouldn't be in this position and really the best thing that you can do is let people know that you are in this position um, you know, there are so many social media platforms, job boards, um, different resources that you can use to share with people that, hey, I'm not employed right now. I'm looking for a job. This is my experience. Um, this is what I can bring to the table because that's what kind of lets recruiters know that, hey, you're in the market. Um, you know, I know some people feel like, well, that may come off desperate. Well, I mean, there's 30 million unemployed people in this country right now it's not desperate it's real and you know i can tell you in the past few months for my own team i've had to hire four people and i purposely looked for people who were not working 
I didn't want to get anybody who was currently working. I wanted to be able to help somebody who truly needed a job at that time. So the first thing is communicating to people that you are in the market, utilizing your network, utilizing your friends' networks, whether that's your church. You know, if you're on LinkedIn, um, different organizations that you're in, fraternities, sororities, let them know that you're looking so that they can market you and be an advocate for you. What about what? What's your advice to those who may be a little afraid to um, get a job? Because I've seen a conversation on Facebook where people are saying that they're getting paid more from unemployment, <laughs> and uh, should they rather just stay unemployed? What's your thoughts on that whole conversation? Have you seen that too? Yes, um, it's actually impacted me significantly. Mm. Um, for what I do. Um, no, I am actually still in the corporate world. In the corporate world, I'm a talent acquisition manager. So I'm basically over recruiting um, for a Fortune 300 company. So in that role, we have a massive amount of job openings available and people will not apply. Like <laughs> they just won't apply to the jobs. And it's not just us. Like I've talked to tons of recruiters and HR professionals across a lot of different industries. And it is because, you know, in states like Arizona, you can sit back and make $52,000 a year on unemployment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the individuals who are receiving that money probably weren't at that income level before. This right. is new to them. You know, they've never had it. But, you know, what I've tried to share with people one, I get it. I get the current climate we're in. A lot of people, especially if it's not a remote job, you may not feel comfortable, you know, going into a place to work right now, right? Because of the pandemic and everything that's going on with that. However, that money is not guaranteed. We don't know. Well, it's already ended at this point. It ended July 31st. There's a vote going on to see if it can be extended. But because so many corporations and people in politics, different uh, politicians are fighting to drive that extra $600 down, it's not a guarantee if and when it resumes what the amount will be. Um, and then it's also not a guarantee how long that's going to last. So right now you have all these people on the market who are actually currently looking for roles. What I think is going to happen is if that is extended, you're going to have a mass amount of people into the job market who are going to be applying for jobs, and it is going to be harder for you to find something. It's easier to find a job now when you don't have people applying and companies have all these openings. You know, a company could have 100 openings right now and 10 people apply a week. Well, in six months from now, let's say that's when everything officially ends, you may have 1,000 people apply for their job and your application is never looked at. And there's nothing that you can do um, at that point. So my recommendation is to be proactive and be smart. Um, if you do think that is the best decision for you and your family to stay home at this time and receive those benefits, do it, but save. Be smart with your money. You know, don't just blow it away because it's probably going to take longer for you to secure a job if you wait. And we were taught that, you know, when you, you, when you depend on welfare, a hundred percent. You basically are saying farewell to your will and desire to do something for yourself. And we know when we become 100 percent dependent, that can turn out very bad, like you said, because if they end up stopping it, now we're going to feel like I don't have anything else for me to do. And you might feel hopeless. So with that being said, for those who are saying, well, you know, I don't want to depend on it. 
you know, um, I, I would like not to depend on it, but I also I want to make enough money because during COVID-19, you never know what's going to happen. So I want to store some food in my home. I want to be able to help my mom out, you know what I mean? Because, you know, she ain't got nothing and, you know, my, maybe somebody else ain't got nothing. So I want to help people that's been impacted. So I got to have some money. So are there high paying jobs during this time or are these just little low hanging fruit jobs and that, that may not be too um, appealing to people? That's a that's a really good question. So there are masses amount of like your high volume entry level type of positions out there because that's that group of people who are in that income level. That's who's really reaping the benefit for unemployment. If I lost my job and I make ninety thousand dollars a year me getting that unemployment is not going to satisfy me more than likely for the bills and the lifestyle that i have so there are high paying jobs out there um there's definitely you know management level roles for a lot of essential employers out there and if you think about jobs that are needed technology space huge all companies need technology small business owners who didn't have all the automation in place, who didn't utilize, you know, tools like Zoom, you know, video conferencing, or, you know, didn't have these different tools. Right now, that business is booming. Mm -hmm. So there's tons of high paying jobs in the uh, technology space, um, in the supply chain space, e-commerce, um, communications, HR. I mean, if you think about it, there are a massive amount of jobs that are out there. Um, are there jobs that are not as plentiful as before? Absolutely. But if you're able to, you know, highlight your transferable skills, you can transfer into another market right now. And also, again, because there are so many people that are not applying, that gives you an advantage. You know, I could be looking for the purple square, squirrel out there, the person who has, you know, 15 years of experience, who's implemented this system, who's led this size team. But if all I can find, you know, with somebody with five years of experience that is driven and this position cannot sit vacant or the companies want to lose the money, I'm going to train that person to hire them. Do you think because, you know, we're not on your side of the thing. So, yeah. you know, we a lot of people <laughs> on our side looking in. So do you think jobs have uh, how can I put this? Do you think it's more jobs available due to what's going on or is there a shortage? You know, you may have a different perspective. Yep, I think that's um, a fair way to look at it for sure. I think it depends on the industry. Like there are certain industries that absolutely have less jobs. So I'll, I'll talk on both sides of it. So, for example, hospitality, you know, hotels, restaurants, like your convention centers, those type of positions, there's a whole lot less jobs because those companies are not generating revenue. I mean, you don't have hotels that are sold out right now. You know, this past summer, which is a high travel time, people did not travel and take family vacations because of COVID and pandemic. And though that industry, a lot of companies have closed down um, or um, they've done a lot of massive layoffs and furloughs. And there's really no telling when that industry is going to kind of jump back up. So for them, it's a whole lot less jobs. Um, a lot of the stuff that they do can be transferred into other fields or into other industries if that individual is willing to go into something different. 
Um, then you have the other side of it where business is booming. So you have some retailers that have went out, then you have other retailers that are essential employers. You know, so for example, Walmart, the grocery stores, uh, Target, Home Depot. We got to go there whether it's a pandemic or not. We got to eat. <laughs> we got to have the essentials to leave, uh, live and take care of our families. So they are booming. They can't find enough people to come work for them. And so some people will say, well, they just have cashier jobs open or they just have you know, an assembly line worker role open. That's not true because of the volume that they have. And if you see all of these, you know, hourly positions that are open, a lot of that is additional headcount. All of it's not replacement. So if I have to bring in another 200 people in order to get all of this product outside of my distribution center, I got to have somebody manage those 200 people. <laughs> you know, I can't depend on the managers who are already in place. I already have a team that they're responsible for. So I'm bringing in managers as well to support those teams. I'm bringing in trainers to support that team. I'm bringing in HR to support them. So it's really both sides of the fence. You have companies. I really, the way I look at it now, the way I've described it to other people is there's no middle line right now. It's not anybody who's just okay. You're either booming and <laughs> may have issues handling the volume that's coming in with your business, or you're not really doing good. Okay, so that takes me to my next question. We recently see Google comes out with these courses that teaches you skills so that you can get jobs. You hear Trump came out with something where it's, you know, basically saying that the skills is more important than the degree. So with you talking about this, they, they, they still need managers. They still need this. For someone who's looking for work, what are some skills that they need to be either um, uh, going to gain or they need to lean heavy on so that they can get these jobs that you're talking about? Yep. Yeah, and so I'm, I know I've heard you talk about that a lot as well, like skills, skills being more important, um, like the CEO of LinkedIn has talked about it. Um, that's really important. So. I really encourage people to take advantage of all this free education that's out there. You know, if you are sitting at home or even if you're working, because I mean, it's the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, so there's a lot of skills that you can take advantage of. Soft skills is huge. Um, you have some individuals who have long tenure, long experience. They've never led a team before. So they don't understand how to engage with their staff or how to motivate their staff. Um, or how to just have conversations with not uh, coming off aggressive. So like soft skills are very important. Like any type of leadership course that you see out there could be important. Um, anything in the technology space, coding, programming, um, any type of new software that's come out. Um, you can take courses like that as well. There's a there's a ton of different, you know, free information, free courses that are out there. Courses like you offer. Um, on uh, marketing. Um, I mean, there's just a, lot, a wealth of information out there. It's, if you're a business owner, I would highly suggest taking a course from somebody um, on marketing, the internet space, advertisement, um, and how, how to kind of grow and put yourself out there as an influencer. I don't know how old... I'm trying to see uh, Miss Brown. I don't know how old she is, but she says, what about my age? This was already a stronghold before the pandemic. Now, after the pandemic, you know, what about people who are a little bit up in age? 
Um, what are some suggestions and tips you have for them when finding a job or work? That's a really good question. So when we look at it, I'm sorry, age specifically, um, there's a couple different things you can do. If you have like a web portfolio, a LinkedIn profile, a resume, when I talk to clients, even my executive clients who have 25, 30 years of work history, on that document, I'm going to highlight the most recent 10 years. That's it. Um, another quick tip on a resume, I see a lot of individuals who list the date of their education. So like if all you have is a high school diploma, that's great, but there's no need for us to know that you received that in 1976. That's your business. <laughs> you know, keep that information to yourself. Sometimes we tell too much, right? Um, and if you think about it, I can have 20 years of experience, but what I learned back in 2000, is that really relevant to the current climate? Are right. the same systems out there? Is the same software available? More than likely it's not. You can talk to that experience, but you don't have to list out all the details there. Um, another thing to think about, and I don't know if when she says age, if she's young on the younger side or if she's on the older side. Um, but for young individuals, you guys have transferable skills as well. If you've had any type of leadership role inside of your church with the organization you volunteer for with your fraternity, your sorority, those are all skills that you can talk to and you can highlight that experience. Um, you know, I've worked with several fresh out of college graduates, one most recently who landed a job this summer. He had zero work experience, but I was able to talk about you know, all the things that he did for his fraternity, um, advertising and marketing events that they had, his community service. When I added all that up, he actually had three to four years of experience that I could list on his resume. Um, so I think it's all in delivery. Like, it's your job to tell the story. You have a brand. You have to own that brand and you have to be able to deliver it where you are marketable. Um, and then the last thing that I will say, which is I know we'll talk about that at some point in the call. DNI. So look at companies who have true DNI uh, strategies. Um, and when I say DNI, I'm representing diversity and inclusion. It could be a plus that you're in a certain age group um, because that company may be trying to bring in more people in that age group to meet their diversity needs. Now, whether that's for um, their culture, because it's something that they really want to have as a more diverse staff or it's because they're receiving different tax breaks for doing it. It's still something you can take advantage of. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www whatisabstribe.com www.whatisabstribe.com
Somebody asked, what about when the description asks for Spanish speaking applicants only? How can I surpass that barrier or is that even possible? That's a good question. If it's if it is required, more than likely they're looking for somebody who 100 percent speaks that language. Um, I would still put in the application. It wouldn't stop me from applying. Um, you, I think you got to think about the role. So if it is bilingual required or Spanish speaking required only, and it's like a high volume job where they're probably hiring mass amount of people, more than likely, they're not going to find 50 people who speak Spanish for that position. So if you have the experience that you need, it doesn't mean that they don't have a position available. They probably could still bring you in. Um, now, if it's more like, um, I would say like a, a mid-level management you know, senior level role, and they're looking for somebody who's bilingual only, you probably have a smaller chance, you know, of getting that role, but there's nothing wrong with going after it. But to answer your question, more than likely, they probably really want somebody that's bilingual. Speaking of diversity, um, our community, the black community, what are some things that we should be looking for? Is there is there any jobs that are required to hire and those are the ones you kind of want to look into. And I asked that because I know sometimes I talk to people and they say, man, the government or some people downtown, they got all this money for black people, but nobody comes and get it. Nobody comes to apply for it. So is that the same thing when it comes to certain jobs with the diversity? Kind of going to that a little bit when you talk about diversity. Sure. Um, so when I think about um, diversity specifically, um, I do think you have to do what we don't like to do research and understand that company and do they do they have a true diversity strategy that's in place um and i've done a lot of dni work i'm really passionate about that space so in my opinion it's something different to check a box than to actually have a true defined strategy as this is something that you're trying to move forward to right um, so you can do some research. You can go to that company's website and look up what they talk about for diversity and inclusion. Um, find out what um, companies that they uh, donate money to. Do they have business resource group or, or employee resource groups in place? Um, is it a public company? If it's a public company, well, what do the numbers look like? Um, how diverse is that company <laughs> when it comes to gender, you know, race? etc you can look at that you also can scale it and look at it from top down so you have some companies who are so proud about the diversity that they have at their organization it's only diverse in the entry-level positions <laughs> and the further you go up it's not quite diverse there so like you can do your research um and look at that for sure um sometimes you will see job descriptions that will say that you know we are you know an EEOC compliant company, or you know, we embrace diversity here, et cetera. So you can see it there, um, but it's not going to be extremely blatant. Like it, you're not going to see inside of a job description where it's going to say, you know, we're looking for young black females to come into this role. You kind of got to think outside the box. So if you think of like male dominated industries, for example, um, so distribution centers, um, supply chain, um, a lot of those are pretty male dominant, and I don't think it is purposely. It's just that's kind of roles that men kind of are driven to more so than women. Well, if you look at that and you see there's mainly male leaders at all these companies, 
then you know that you got an advantage <laughs> if you're a female that's going to come into that position. Due to COVID-19 and uh, the quarantine, I'm pretty sure there's somebody who got a little anxiety because they don't want to be around nobody. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be around all these people at their job. So mm -hmm. are there any online jobs that pay pretty well as well? So when we you know, doing the shows and we're promoting jobs and they go to your website and they looking at this, are, 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 are they able to find good online jobs that can sustain them during this time as well? And if so, what kind? Absolutely. So right now during this time, I mean, you just described me. I don't want to be around nobody. <laughs> like I have been at home in my house, working my house a hundred percent since the first week of March. Um, and I have no intention to go back into the office space anytime soon, maybe next spring or next summer, depending on how things pan out. Right. So there is a ton of positions. And I think a lot of companies who weren't necessarily open to like the work from home um, type of culture, that mindset has completely shifted. It's one thing to you know have one person in your department who's like, hey, I can't work here if y'all not gonna let me work from home versus having thousands of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know, you can't lose a thousand people. Companies are also very sensitive you know, at this time about their brand. You have so many companies that are put being put on blast and you would hate to have somebody go get on a news camera and say they don't care about their people. They forcing me to come into the office with all of these people out there. Um, so a lot of your um, corporate level jobs and when I say corporate level, I'm not necessarily talking about like executive leadership roles or VPs or directors. Like there's entry level roles in the corporate space too, office settings. Um, if you think about call centers, a lot of those individuals are working from home. Um, like you only have certain essential roles that require you to be on site. If you're a nurse, you gotta be in the hospital <laughs> more than likely. Although there are telehealth positions open out there for those individuals too. Um, but there's a ton of positions. And so I'll share you know, one of my tips that I generally only give out to my uh, paying clients when they're searching. This is a free tip for you guys. And before you give this tip, the, the paying clients, they can come to you by going to this website at the bottom? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so if you guys want to get more of this game, go to www.therecruitingguru.com, www.therecruitingguru.com. Follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at the at, at therecruitingguru.com INC. So uh, what's the free tip of the day? So the free tip of the day, and this is going to completely change your job search game. So if you go to any job board, whether it's indeed.com, LinkedIn, career builder, whatever, a lot of people I run into say, hey, I can't find a lot of virtual jobs. So you are, you're in Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. So you go to the job board and you put in there call center agent. No, you put in remote call center agent, Dallas, Texas for the location search to pull up all of your jobs. That's wrong. So if you think about it, what you did is just said, I'm only looking for remote call center jobs in Dallas. What is a remote role? Remote means you work from home. You can work anywhere. Do not put in a location. Take the location out. Just put in remote or virtual 
call center agent, leave the location part blank, and you will get a mass amount of results that are going to return to you because you've not put the location on there. Mm. So that's one of the tricks to finding more remote and virtual jobs. And you can do that with any job title, but it's guaranteed to give you results five times the amount or more than what you did before. Somebody said Dallas full of jobs. New Orleans don't be having no jobs available. <laughs> the link you posted by the X is incorrect. That's the first one I tried. It's incorrect. Okay, hold on. Give me one second. Let me go to it. Because I copied it from your email, so it shouldn't be correct. I didn't even type it. Um. Okay, one second. Let me make sure. The recruiting guru, inc.com. Yeah, oh, it's not, it's it's, not working. There's no INC on uh, the website. That's just on the social media. So social media oh. is Guru Inc. And then the website is therecruitingguru.com. So it's right on what's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. That's correct. Oh, okay. Oh, on your email, you I think you added you added okay. the ink. Okay. But yeah, the one the one that's uh, I changed it and I changed it, y'all. Um, but yeah, the one that's on the screen scrolling, the recruiting guru um dot com. Let me ask you this. What about our people who have been told that they are overqualified? How do we handle these situations where dang, I go here, I ain't got enough experience. I go here, they say I'm overqualified. What are some tips to overcoming that? Um, so tips to overcome that is to, again, do something that we don't want to do. We got to do a little bit more work. Like you're going to have to customize and tailor your resume based on the position that you are applying for. Right. So if a position only requires, let's say, five to seven, five to seven years of experience, that's kind of pretty typical. Well, you don't need to have a resume that show the last 30 years of your work history. No, nah, it just don't like, show it. It just don't show it, right? And then a lot of times, um, individuals who do have, you know, 15, 20 years of experience, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, you didn't do the exact same thing that full 20 years. Like, you did different jobs, you did different roles. So have your resume or the application that you're applying with tailor to the experience for that specific position so like if i look at myself as an individual and i'm applying for an hr job well i'm a business owner now i previously worked in banking when i was in college i worked in the call center none of that is applicable to me applying for an hr job so there's no reason for me to put that on a resume when i'm applying to an hr job now if I want to make some extra money on the side and I'm like, hey, I see, uh, you know, this call center is hiring for a remote job. I'm going to talk about my call center experience. I'm not going to talk about all the other stuff that I'm doing because it could present to them that one, she's overqualified, which is a, a common excuse that you'll get back. It doesn't necessarily mean you're overqualified. It could be that this person is looked at as a flight risk. Why would they be interested in this job? And think about the, the time and the climate that we're in right now, too. You have so many people who are unemployed who just need a check. Like, I just need a check. It, it don't matter what it is. And they'll say, well, why would this person want to work here with all that experience? They'll probably be gone in six months when they find something else. Don't tell them everything. Tell them what they need to know for that specific role that you're applying for. 
Now, I think you answered my question that came to mind. I was about to ask, what does overqualified even mean? So yeah. they basically saying that if you all qualify, you're going to end up, I think you're going to end up leaving the job. Yeah, you're probably going to leave the job or, you know, you're not going to stay. We don't think that person going to stick, uh, stay around. Or like, you know, I've talked to candidates, you know, for example, I'm trying to fill a position. I know that I only have $80,000 budgeted. This is all I can offer you is 80000 And I see you have all this experience. And your last job, you volunteered to me, which you didn't have to do, and told me you made one thirty, but you really interested in this job. Why on earth would you take a $50,000 cut? Because mm. I know if somebody down the street calls you with a bigger number, you're going to run over there. Mm. So, like, that makes you a flight risk. Like, an easy way to sum it up is to say, oh, you know, you're overly qualified and you know, I'll hold on to your information. If something else opens up, we'll definitely, you know, to reach back out to you, keep your eye on the career site. But like, that's just a general response that keeps us out of legal trouble for us to say that you were flight risk and we don't think you're going to stick around. And to end it off, for those who are wondering, when they come to the website, the recruitingguru.com, what are some of the features? What's some of the perks? What what uh, service do they get by signing up uh, with you at the recruitingguru.com? Sure. So if it does not cost anything at this time to subscribe. Okay. And so um, all of my subscribers um, do get discounts on different product releases or service releases that I have out. Um, and they also receive information from me twice a month, free information. So for example, last month, um, all of my subscribers received a live link with over 1200 different companies hiring statuses. It said who was hiring, who was firing, who was doing furloughs, who was sending back offers. So those who were on the market, they kind of knew what companies to go after and which ones not to waste their time with. Um, so I'll give out a lot of free resources um, to the subscribers. As far as my paid services, I offer a variety of things. You can get services a la carte or you can bundle them um, and get different services together. Um, I have a job search ebook strategy on there. I do resume and LinkedIn review, audits and writing. Um, I also am a career coach, so I can coach you about anything from job strategy, interview preparation, salary negotiation, um, transitioning from one career to another. Um, I've recently added resume distribution services, which is uh, really advantageous to those who are on the market. Um, so basically, I'm linked to 40,000 headhunters. So mm. what I would do is take your resume and filter it out to that group of people who are looking for the job that you have. You don't have to do any work. I'm going to give you their contact information. I'm going to show you the list of everybody that was sent to, and they're going to contact you for jobs. So that's the service that I offer as well. How fast have you had somebody submit a resume? You send it out to your head, hunters, and, and they got the job. So I actually uh, talked to a client this week. Um, I've worked with him multiple times. He keeps getting different jobs. So every time he gets a new job, he reaches back out and then he was furloughed earlier this year due to COVID-19. So when he reached out to me in March and he told me, cause I just did an update for him. He reached out to me. I gave him his drafted information, sent it out March 16th. He said March 17th at 11 o'clock at night, he got an email from a VP of a company offering him a job. Wow. So, 
Now, it don't happen that quick for everybody, but, you know, mm-hmm. one day, like a couple of weeks, it kind of depends on the individual, but he's always found, you know, a lot of success. So there it is. Y'all sign up with Sister Ashley Jones, uh, therecruitingguru.com. That's www.therecruitingguru.com. And on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, the recruiting guru inc and she said it's free to sign up she's going to send you free information and i think that's a wonderful service for those who say you have no money for those who say you need a job but you're willing to put the work in uh this is a great opportunity for you all so i allow you to give give us anything that we miss anything that you think they need to uh, know before we go uh you can give it to us at this time sure just um once they encouraged um be confident um, there's definitely jobs that are out there on the market. You look at the media to lead you to believe that nobody's hiring, nobody has anything out there, and there is a job for you. Everybody that I have worked in in the past four months has not had an issue with trying to find a job across all different industries and markets. Um, you just have to be willing to, one, do the work, um, two, market yourself, be vulnerable, let people know that you are looking, and be confident. Like, if you don't believe in yourself, there's no reason for the interviewer, the recruiter, the hiring manager for them to believe in you. You got to, you know, put yourself out there and be confident and explain to them what your value proposition is. And if you don't know how to do that, you can allow me to do the work for you. There it is. Well, I thank you for joining the show and uh, look forward to next time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Peace. All right, y'all. Uh, that's very important. The minister said, if you're not gainfully employed, what you're doing, you must be stealing. So this is a good step for those of you all who don't have that entrepreneurship skill right now, who want to get into our digital real estate course, perhaps that shows you how to grow online and make money online, but you may not have it. So you need to start from ground zero, which is start to get some funding, start to get you a job. You don't always have to get a loan and borrow. You can get you a job. Let that job be the funding. And as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, still away, not illegally, but meaning as you get that money from your job, yes, pay your necessities, but use that money from the job to start to build something on the side. Then once that side job is able to sustain you, if you're ready to leave this job, then you quit. But now here's a way for you all, another solution for you all to where you can have everything done for you. As she said, somebody got a job within a day. Of course, it's not always going to be like that. It can happen in a few weeks. But the point is, you can get some gainfully. Uh, so you can be gainfully employed and you can have some income coming in so that we all can survive during this time. Because like I said, everybody's not going to be uh, efficient in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship isn't an overnight s- success. It's going to take some time. So hopefully uh, this was valuable to you all. And if it was, continue to go to the recruitingguru.com to get more information from the system. With that being said, thank you all for listening. Have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum.